Someone real quick, tell me what goat means of all time. So what have you, what do you think of? Listen, what do you think of when you think of the greatest NFL quarterback of all time? <laughs> Matt Castle. <laughs> I heard some Tom Brady's. I heard some Matt Castle. Joe Montana. All right, all right, all right, all right. Foles? All right. Okay. All right, listen, listen. What do you think about, when you, when you think about the greatest of all time, female pop stars? <laughs> Miley Cyrus. I heard uh, Celine Dion. Britney Spears. Beyonce. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are you lost? Are you lost? Hey. Are you okay? Darius Rucker. All right. All right. All right. So listen, listen, listen. Shakira. Whitney Houston. Mariah Carey. Hannah Montana. Yeah. So listen. Listen, all right. Those were all great. All right, all right, listen. This series, though, this is what we've been talking about the past couple weeks and tonight, and Rex is going to preach about next week, um, is is about the reality that Jesus Christ is the GOAT, is the greatest of all time. He's not just the GOAT at the peak of his career. He's the GOAT at all, the greatest of all time, at all time, for all time. He's the greatest. So this series, we're looking at uh, what did the goat do? How, how did he act? How, how, why and how is he the greatest? One thing that I've caught it, if you've caught it throughout this whole series, we've tried to encourage you uh, to get to know the Bible, to get to know the word. We've been talking about this. And, and if you really want to learn about the goat, if you really want to learn about the greatest, everything you need to know can be found right here. And I don't, you, I don't know if you know this or realize this or not, but there's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And even the Old Testament, before Jesus was even born, talks about Jesus in the future. It all leads up to Jesus. Before he was even on this earth, it, he, he was celebrated. It was all about him, and it was, it was looking forward to him. So we're looking through this series. We're talking about the goat. What did he do? And, uh, and I want to encourage you to read your Bible, get to know Jesus, because it's all about the life of Jesus. What, it's about what made him being the greatest and what made him the greatest. So just so you know, uh, if you don't own a Bible, we will get you a Bible. I, I've got a Bible I will give you just so you can have on your own for free. Um, but then also, I want to direct you guys too. I don't know if you know this or even utilize this, but there is a Bible app that you can have on your phone. It's called Version. There you go, right there. That's what it looks like. You can download it on your phone. And, but here's the cool thing about that. Um, you can find all kinds of different reading plans if you're struggling with depression. There's reading plans and there's verses and there's scriptures and there's devotions that can help you through that. If you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, if you're struggling with, with all family things, all kinds of things, there's, things that, there, there's reading plans that you can find if you would just want to grow closer to Jesus. There's a plan for that. There's something for that. So I want to encourage you to... And then the cool thing is, too, about that app, you can find a plan, and then you can go through it with a group of friends. 
Like, connect with me on, on you version. And, and I'll go through a reading plan with you. I'll try my best to keep up with you. I don't do the best. But, um, uh, but, but uh, who brought the Bible tonight? Anybody about an actual Bible? Wave it up in the air. Yeah, all right. My Bible people in the room. Um, so if you brought your Bible tonight, we're going to the book of John. And, uh, and John 13, verse 15. And uh, here's where we're going to start out tonight. And I'm going to read this. And if you didn't bring your Bible, it's up on the screen. So you, or our big uh, Bible on the screen. So you could read this with us. It says this. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. And so this right here, this is Jesus talking. This is him talking. He said, I set the example. I've set the bar. I've set the standard that you should live, that you should do as I have done for you. I've set the example. He didn't just say that he lived it. He said he showed us how to live it. He showed us how to do it. Now, I don't know if you've ever had anyone in your life who's been like a role model to you. Someone maybe that you look up to. Someone that you're like, I like that guy. And I want to be like that person. Or I like that lady. I want to be like her. Maybe there's someone you look up to. Maybe a role model, an example in your life. Someone you really look up to. Someone who says, here, here's what you do. Watch how I do it and do what I do. They say, watch how I do it and do what I do. And this verse is Jesus literally saying, watch how I live life. Watch what I do and then do what I do. See, last Wednesday we gave out these WWJD bracelets at the end of the night. And if you didn't get one, like I said, you can pick it up in the back at the end of the night. But this bracelet is saying that in every situation, in every place, in every situation I get myself into, in every thought, in every, in every whatever, WWJD. I get myself in a situation at school. What would Jesus do about this? I get myself in a situation at home. What would Jesus do? I want to live my life like he did. In 1 John 2, 6, it says this. It says, whoever abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. I got to pause for just a moment because I forgot to say something that I say every single Wednesday before I preach. Take notes. Write some things down. Um, because note takers are, and note takers go to heaven, (laughs) which isn't true. I just spit everywhere. It's not true, but it sure does help. But yeah, write some things down because who knows what God could say? Who knows what he could speak to your life as you go back and look through these notes? Um, so, um, so John is saying that anyone who says that they're a Christian He says, whoever abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. If you are, say you're a Christian, you ought to act, walk, live, look like in the same way that Jesus walked. See, the reason John wrote this when he said walk in the same way, the reason that he said this is is part of what it meant back in this day, back in these Bible times, what it meant in this day to be a disciple. See, now back in this day, Jesus was looked at as a rabbi. He was looked at as a rabbi, as someone to look up to, like a, a pastor or like a religious leader. And, and in this day, and here's what his followers would do. They would have a group of people who would follow the rabbi. And they would follow him so closely that, that, uh, that they would study and they would want to do everything that the rabbi did. And that's why Peter, when you, hear this, you read the story about how Peter walked on water. See, what he wanted to do, he wanted to do what he saw his rabbi doing. 
And so he, we, they followed Jesus so closely. They wanted to do everything that their rabbi, everything that their leader did. They followed him so closely. Jesus was walking on water and rabbi was like, I want to go do that too. Because I want to be like the rabbi. I want to be like him. And they, they would follow him so closely. They ate meals together. They lived together. They traveled together. They climbed mountains together. They, they, they did everything. They ate together. Everything together. And so when John says here, Walk the same way that he walked. It means that you should follow and you should do and you should follow the steps of Jesus. Follow him so closely that you begin to act like, that you begin to talk like, that you begin to be like Jesus. And I've been begging God throughout this series. I've been praying for you guys. And I've been begging God throughout this series for you guys to catch and for you guys to see how Jesus lived. And how he engaged the world around him. And, and, so, and how he encouraged us to walk the same way he walked. I want to encourage you guys to follow Jesus so close. That what, what that what, there was this saying back in this day. The, the followers of the rabbi, they would say, um, they, they, they would talk about how you're covered in the dust of the rabbi. And because they, they would be following so close to Jesus that the, when he would walk, the dust would kick up off of his feet and like people behind him would be covered in dirt, which is, doesn't sound cool at all. But they were following Jesus so close, they would say, follow him so close that you're covered in the dust of the rabbi. I hope tonight that, to, that, that throughout this series and just throughout our lives that we're covered in the dust of the rabbi. That we follow him so close that we're just covered in him. And, and so let's take a look tonight, and we're, this is where we're going to base everything off of tonight in Mark one thirty-five. And this is a powerful example of how you can begin to win at life. How you can take hold of life and just take it by the horns, and this is how you can begin to win at life. It says this, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. It says, rising very early in the morning while it was still what? How many of you guys are morning people? Like for real, like there's not many of us in this room. How many of you guys are like night people? Like people of the night. Okay. Like, <clears throat> here's though, I am not a morning person. That's not me. But here's, here, listen, listen. Here's what I want you to catch tonight. Listen, here's what I want you to catch tonight. I'm not saying you have to become a morning person. That's not what I'm saying. Like, because I don't want, I'm not a morning person either. What I'm trying to show you is how Jesus prioritized his time. How he, how Jesus put priorities in his life. Um, Starting his day, starting and praying and connecting with the Father. Praying and connecting with God. There are two types of people. There's the people that the day happens to them. And there's the people that, that uh, they happen to the day. That was weird, I know. But there's people who the day happens to them, and there's people that happen to the day. Which one are you? Which one are we? Are we people who, who let the day just take us away and whatever just happens today? Are we people who take charge and we're like, you know what, I'm, this, is, this is my day. This is the day, like, like the scripture says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. But So which one are we? But if we're wanting to be like Jesus, even Jesus being the son of God, spent time in the first part of his day to pray. 
He took effort. He took time in the very first part of his day to pray. And I want you to know tonight, if if you guys, if you're in this room, if you trust me, I don't know if many of you guys trust me, but if you trust me, maybe you're here tonight brand new or or pretty new and you don't know me very well. Um, I, I try my very best to live out being a follower of Jesus to follow his words and to to act like and to be as close as I can to Jesus. If you trust me tonight, I've lived 39 years on this earth. I know I make 39 look good. Um, But from experience, don't laugh so much. But from experience, listen, but from experience, most of the greatest followers of Jesus that I know Spend time in the very first part of the day connecting with Jesus. Connecting with God in one way or another. Most of the most successful Christians that I know spend part of the first part of their day connecting with God. It may be in prayer. It may be in word. It may be in the worship. Just finding some kind of way to spend time with God as you start your day. Did you guys know also, just so you know, we also have created an Emerge uh, Worship Team Spotify account. You can get the songs that we sing here on a Wednesday night. You can go find on Spotify and you can be listening to the songs that we do here. So that you can be, you can be worshiping along with us. If you, don't know, um, good, if you don't know what good worship music is, Christian, good Christian music, speak to one of us and we'll, we'll, we'll connect you. We'll find you the right place. And, um, but I want to challenge you guys to find that and to start your day in singing praises to God, in worshiping God. I begin every single morning, get around, getting around every day. I, I try my best to begin every single morning like this, a cup of coffee or two. And, 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 and here's what I do as I'm doing all that. I open up Spotify and I play worship music. I spend my time connecting with God in the mornings, early in the mornings. And I begin to set my heart for the day. I begin to set my mind, my attitude, and my spirit for the day. Um, and and I, as, as I'm getting around in the morning, uh, I, I spend my time speaking with the Lord, praying. Um, about a week ago, I just finished up uh, in, in, in this semester uh, by either listening to or reading. I read the whole New Testament this semester. And, and I'm not telling you this to say, like, like who, look how cool and spiritual I am. I'm telling you this to explain how important it is to start your day connecting with Jesus. It's important. It sets your day. It sets the tone of your heart. It sets the tone of your spirit. As you connect with Jesus the first thing in the morning, you can walk out your front door as you're getting on the bus, as you're getting in your car, as you're going to work, and whatever it is that you're going to do with your heart full of peace and full of joy and full of Jesus. I want you to write this down or take a picture of the screen, but I, and, and, and I want you to know this tonight. And, and I want, actually, I want you to say this with me. I don't have enough time in the day to not connect with God and pray. Say that with me. So I don't have enough time in the day to not connect with God and pray. You got to know that. You don't have enough time to not do this. This is so important. This is so vital for our lives. If you say that you're a follower of Jesus, you can't not connect with Jesus. I want to show you this um, illustration tonight because I'm sure you're thinking, um, 
what I would be thinking if I was sitting in your seat tonight, um, man, you have no idea how busy I am. Like you're, you're old and, and you, you don't do as much as I, I go to school. I run track. I play sports. I do all that. And you may be thinking that cause that's what I would be thinking. If I was in your seat, you have no idea how busy I am. And, and I know, I, I know that you are, there, there's so much going on. How many of you guys are in some kind of sport right now? Yeah, there's a lot of us in this room. How many of you guys are in, like uh, cheerleading or dance or band? I, I uh, choir. Uh, I know like cheerleading is a sport, right? Um, <laughs> how many of you guys have a job right now? Yeah, there's there's a lot of us. How many of you guys uh, spend a lot of time after school playing Fortnite? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, how many of you guys? How many of you guys have a parent or a guardian? That is demanding something of you, like chores, like things like that. Yeah, yeah. a lot of us do housework. So I want to show you tonight. I want to show you tonight. I want to show you tonight a life hack, a life hack for your life. Um, And so here's what this right here. This tub represents your day. It represents the time in your day and it represents your day and it represents everything that goes on in your day. And it represents all this stuff. And, and most people, the day happens to them. That Yeah, you really do. You've got a lot going on. You've got a lot of things happening in your life. You have no idea the pressures that I face. Like my coach is on me all the time. And like I run track and I do this and I do this and I have a job and I got homework every night. You have no idea. Well, a lot of people, this, this box right here, represent, this tub right here represents the time in our day. And so here's what we got going on. And so we've got a lot going on. Like we've got uh, these different cups. They represent school. So we've got school going on. And then we've got, you know, we've got, we got to have family time, right? So you got to, you spend time with your family. Maybe you eat dinner together. Uh, And then you have, uh, uh, what what do you got to have time for? Oh, um, Netflix, right? Got to have your Netflix time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have your next. And and so your your time starts to get filled up. And then you have um, your sports Right, you got band or track, baseball, cheerleading, whatever it is. You got all that stuff, dance, drama. Um, you got all those things going on. And then, and then, what else do we fill our time with? Choir. All right. You, oh, yeah. And and then you got it. Yeah, you got to have your Fortnite time, right? You got to fill that up. And then, uh, and and what? And then you you got to eat, right? So you got, you're, you're spending all this time, you're doing all this and you're taking naps and you got all this stuff going on and you're spending all this time and you got all these things happening in your life and all these things filling up your time. And so here's what we do. Here's what we do with our time. And so we have all this stuff going on and that eventually we might even think, oh yeah, here's God. And, and I probably need to fit him into my time. I probably need to fit him into my life somewhere. And so we like, we're trying, like this is weird. This is awkward. Like trying to get him in there and like spending time. Like, oh, uh, God, sometimes you just don't fit into what everything I've got going on. Sometimes I don't have time, God. And, and so, so we fill up our lives with so many things that God doesn't really seem to fit sometimes. He doesn't seem to fit in our time and, and in our efforts. And so I want to show you tonight a better way. 
I want to show you tonight a better way to do it. And so in try, in trying to, instead of trying to squeeze in God into everything that you've got going on, I want to challenge you tonight to put God in first. And then so as, you, as you're spending your day, as you're going to school, it's in there. And then as you're, you go home and you spend time with your family, there's your time. And then, and then as you, what's some of the other things? As you play uh, golf, uh, you, you, you put that time in there. You spend that time with God. And then as you have your uh, choir time, we're going to go ahead with the choir. And you spend that in there. You put that in there. And then as you, you've got, oh, yeah, you got to have time for your friends, right? So you put your friend time in there. And then nap time. And then you put that in there. And then, oh, you, we cannot forget our, our social media, right? Like our Snapchat or, or our Instagram or whatever it is, however we connect. And so, listen, Fortnite, whatever else we cram into our lives. But look how our lives can be so much different when God is in the middle, when Jesus is in the middle and everything surrounds. What we're doing is we're putting Jesus first. We're putting God first or before all of these other things. And all these things are just extra things. The most important thing that we can have is Jesus first. And so when you put Jesus first, he begins to affect your school time. He begins to affect your choir time. He begins to affect your golf time. He begins to affect your social media time. If you're putting him first in your life, he can affect all of those things. See, it's crazy how it works. But if we put Jesus at the very center of your life and all these other things surround it, I can promise you this, if we begin to do that and live our life like this, I can promise you this, your life won't be perfect. I can promise you that it won't be perfect, but it will be blessed. If you begin to make God, your time with God, a priority, your life will be blessed. You'll live a blessed life. I want us to look again at Mark one thirty-five. We read it earlier. It says this, rising very early in the morning. While it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to, we're going to uh, cross-reference this, if you know what that means. And I want to show you something, and the key word that we're going to focus on here is the word dark. Everybody say dark. All right, now if you look through the Gospels, you, you get, maybe you've heard this before. Listen, maybe you've heard this before. Uh, let's look at what Jesus said Jesus said this, if you, you, you see it throughout the Gospels, Jesus said, what is done in the dark will be brought to the light. So what is done in the dark will be brought to the light. Has anyone ever heard that before? No. All right, so let me tell you this from experience. There is no such thing as a secret. There's no such thing as a secret. There's nothing that we do in the secret or in the dark that won't eventually be brought to the light. Nothing. It'll eventually be brought out. Let me give you some examples. So the things that you look, on, look at online. Maybe your Snapchat. Maybe your Instagram. You may think nobody sees. Nobody has any idea. Nobody knows what's going on. How about some of the thoughts that are going on in your head? Oh, nobody knows that. Nobody can read my mind. Who do you think you are? And, like, but, and here's the deal. That's in the dark. That's in the dark. That, the attitudes of your heart. Maybe tonight, the buried racism. 
that's in your heart, that's in your life. Maybe pride, maybe arrogance. You try to hide it. You try to hide these things in the dark. You try to mask it. But Jesus says at once, at some point, eventually it will be brought to the light. Here's one thing that when you get older, it, it, it'll, it will really show as well the way that you spend your money. You think nobody knows. It'll be brought to the light. Your dating life, I guarantee you. Nobody's watching. Mom and dad aren't home. Nobody's around. We're in my car. No one else is with us. I love you guys enough to tell you this. Tell you that Jesus is saying that nothing done in the dark will not be brought to the light. It's kind of gotten quiet. I feel a little tension in the room here tonight. So let, let me speak to this for just a moment. If you're feeling conviction in your heart or in your life right now, I want you to know tonight that is a gift from God. That's a gift from God. Don't run from that. Don't hide from that. Conviction is a gift. If you've got something in in your personal life, if you've got something in your dating life, it, it may be something in your everyday life, the key to that is confession. Talk to God. Repent. Turn away from those things. Stop doing those things. Talk to someone who can help you. We have the best volunteers that serve right here at Emerge. There, there are no, we have the greatest people who love you, who want God's very absolute best for your life. See, every single person in this room is a broken, busted person. And beginning with me, there's no perfect people allowed here at Emerge. Our desire is for you to grow closer and closer to Jesus. One thing we always say here is that growing people change. It means if you're growing to be more like Jesus, then your life should be changing for the good. Not should be, your life will be changing for the good. That means if you're growing to be more like Jesus, that you can't continually stay the same. That you can continually can do the same sins, the same things over and over and over. Your life has to change as you grow closer and closer to Jesus. Now I want to tell you the really, really good news tonight. I'm going to share the positive side of this. We just read about how Jesus got up early in the morning while it was still dark. And we, and we talked about those things that were done in the dark will be brought to the light. I want you to write this down. I want you to know this for every one of our leaders, for every one of our student leaders, for every one of you guys in this room to lead in the dark. To lead in the dark. I'm not talking about when the lights are off. I'm talking about when no one's looking. Begin to read your Bible in the dark when no one's looking. Begin to pray in the dark when no one's looking. Serve without looking for attention. Be involved without someone needing or having to give you accolades. This is for everyone in this room. Nobody knows if you really got up and read your Bible today. You could just open up. I see a lot of you guys on version on the Bible app and highlighting scripture and all that stuff. You could just be doing that just to make yourself look really spiritual. I hope you're not. But if you would begin this lifestyle of spending time with God outside of Emerge, outside of church, on your own, when no one's even looking, speaking kindly of people when they aren't even around, forgiving people when they're not even there, lead in the dark.
serve in the dark. I can promise you, if you do this, you will live a blessed life. It really does matter. If you want to lead others, it's got to begin with a solid foundation of how you spend your time in the dark, of how you spend your time alone with God. How how many of you guys know what this is? Yeah. If you don't, then you're really young. Um, This is, some of you guys, maybe you've probably never seen one of these things. Um, This is a, what is called a camera. Just so you guys know, it's, it's different than this thing. This is a camera. This is back in my day. This is what we use to take pictures of people, of things, of places. We use, not like this, but like, yeah, like this. Uh, we would take pictures with something like this. Um, like on our phones, we take a picture and it's like instant, right? Here's what we do. Hey, would you take a picture of us? And you like, you skinny arm it and then you like, you know, you do pat, pat your lips out. You make yourself look really cute. And then as soon as the picture is taken, you're like, oh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Back in this day, if you wanted to take a selfie, you're holding it out like this. And then hopefully a few like a week later or a time later, you're like, I hope that picture turns out because you weren't going to see it immediately. And so here's what we would have to do. We would take pictures and and we what we'd have to do is we would take out there's there's film film you guys. There's film inside of here. I don't even know how to explain that to you, but it would, it would transfer the picture onto this film. And then you would take your camera, you would take your film to like CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, someplace like that. And they, what they would do is they would develop the film and they would put it out on like, on like paper or on like photo paper. And then you would get your photos, probably like something like what your parents have your family photos hanging up around the house. Something like that. Um, so you would take a pic. And usually there's only like, you can only take like 24, 27 pictures. And then you're done, right? And so so after this, they would take the film out of the camera. They would take it and they would take it through a process. Maybe you've seen this with Peter Parker, right? He was a photojournalist, right? Does anyone know the name of the room that photos are developed in? It's a dark room. Maybe you see where I'm going here. So you take the photos. Listen, you take the photos, you take all the photos, and then you take the film into a dark room. And then you would put it in some liquid, you put it in some chemicals, and what it would do, it's some, it would expand. And then it would transfer onto this, like this photo paper, and then you would put it in a different tub. And then liquids and all this stuff, and it would expand. I don't even know how the, exactly how the pro- whole process works, but it would take time. It would take time, and... and um, and then you would have to do it again and again with every single 20-some pictures that are on this roll of film. And after all that, <clears throat> after all that, you would ha- take the pictures and hang them up and let them dry. And then after it's dry, then you can take the photos down and bring them out in the light, out of a dark room, and you could see the pictures. It was a whole process that would go on. See, one of the issues with our world today and it's my problem too. I struggle with this too. We aren't okay with putting time in in the dark. We're not okay with putting that effort in in the dark. We want to be instant. We want everything to be right now. We want everything to happen right now. We want the influence. We want the microphone. We want the stage. We want to be up in front of everyone. You're like, you let me do that. I, I know 
exactly how to do you let me lead or you let me do this and we want the instant instant fame right now we want it to be instantly and 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 the instant gratification of this world has caused us to despise the process to despise the process see the goat jesus he embraced the process Jesus embraced the process. Trouble, would you play some music? Tonight, I would guess there's roughly 80 of us in this room tonight. What would happen tonight if all 80 of us began to embrace the process? What if we began to embrace the process of God working in our hearts? What if we began to do in the dark what, what we need to, the, how we need to begin to change our lives? That's where you learn the Bible. In that process, that's where you learn the Bible. In that process, that's where you spend time praying. In that process, that's where you learn discipleship. And that's where you spend time with Jesus. In that process, that's where you learn to serve. That's where you learn to lead. And that's where you get your gifts developed. That's where you start to have a great marriage someday. You may not even be thinking that right now. But one of these days you will. Listen to me, if you want a great marriage someday, it doesn't just come by playing games in your dating life and throughout the high school and middle school, the, the games that we play in relationships throughout high school and middle school. And one day, we think that we're going to magically arrive in this great relationship and it's going to be all wonderful and flowers and princes and like, it's going to be great. You don't just magically arrive at a great marriage. You don't just arrive there. You have to develop in the dark. It's not like when mom and dad aren't looking, you try to go as far as you possibly can physically. See, you're, gonna, you're not going to live a life of purity and a life of, uh, of, of influence and a life of anointing if you're filling your life with porn. I'm telling you, it matters. It matters. Tonight in this room, it matters. How you develop in the dark. And then one day, God will bring you out and he will put you on display. And he will bring you to light for all to see. Do you know what happens to film in the dark room when it's brought out to the light too early? It ruins the image. It ruins the image. That's what I fear for so many young people. That's what I fear for so many of us. They think it doesn't matter what they're doing. We think it doesn't matter what we're doing in the dark. But in the dark, what was, what, you, you aren't developing. And then sometimes your life, sometime your life will be put on display and your life will be get, you will get pushed out to the light. And maybe you're not ready for it. And the image is ruined because you didn't have the character to maintain it. See, we want to help you develop in the dark. We want to help you change your life in the dark. We want to help you be influencers in your schools. When you get to college, one of these days, that's going to be a whole different world. When you get to be an adult, when you get to be married, when you have a family, when you get to be the people who are leading this planet Earth, it doesn't start when you're 40. It starts right now. 
what we begin to do in the dark, how we begin to develop in the dark at this age right now, the habits and the things that we begin to put in our lives will show later on in life. The people that we put ourselves around will begin to develop later on in life. That's why we want you involved in a connect group, getting to know people, finding that relationship with Christ, being able to have discussions with people about our relationship with Christ. That's why we want to give you a Bible. So you can know more about Jesus. That's why we want you to encourage you guys to begin serving, to continue serving by, by starting your morning with Jesus. Developing in the dark when no one's looking. We want to provide a place for confession, a place for life change, a place for you to grow to know more of Jesus. I want everyone to close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment.